All right. <laughs> right on cue with some yelling back there. We're live. All things unexplained. We're a top twenty-five science charge podcast. We are learned in over fifty countries. We were nominated for a People's Choice Podcast Award, and we got people yelling in the background. That means it's time for Larry. Bring us in. <laughs> <laughs> With his fancy news music. All Things Unexplained. Hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. Uh, I'm just old nobody. Somebody's looking for somebody. <laughs> All right. I think it's time for an unexplained update. It is. I do have a blast from our past in their headline news here recently. This is, yeah, this is out of... Phoenix, I believe. CJ, CJ used used to live near Phoenix. We had a little bit of thing going a couple years ago with monoliths. Y'all remember that? So here is Channel 12. I believe it's Channel 12 out of Phoenix. And uh, here's Channel 12 out of Phoenix. I'm going to let them tell the story for us. A new mystery has popped up in the median of I-17 north of the valley, and it's catching a lot of people's attention. After 12 News viewer Anita Palacio emailed us, we headed up to check it out for ourselves. Team 12's Rachel Cole has the story. You remember the monolith, that big metal-looking thing found in a remote area in Utah back in 2020? Well, since then, it's been making appearances around the world. California, Las Vegas, Texas, there was even a gingerbread monolith in San Francisco. And right here in Arizona, too. <laughs> yep, that's right. It's here, and if you're driving too fast, you'll probably miss it. Where is it? About a half mile that way, right in the median. <laughs> it came from that way. That is it. Do you know about the monolith ahead? If you're heading north on I-17, it's just past the Sunset Point rest area, about a half mile or so, in the median and right next to the famous I-17 mystery Christmas tree. That is so cool. It definitely is cool looking, but we wanted to know, what does the monolith mean? I have no idea. Why would somebody construct something like that? That's a good question. I don't know. Do you know? You don't know? <laughs> Probably to evoke conversations like this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say it's cool. I, I honestly would think it's some kind of artist or something like that. I don't think it's aliens. <laughs> I'd be cool if it was, though. I think it's artsy. I think somebody's trying to just get us to pay attention to something. You know? We just don't know what it is. A monolith, middle of the desert. I don't know. That's a interesting. Especially since it's that made of metal. Well, not quite. It's most likely some wood covered with silver reflective tape. But whatever it is and whoever put the silver pillar there <laughs> makes you wonder if just for a passing moment, what was that thing? And we reached out to ADOT to see what they know about the monolith. And we hope to learn more about it tomorrow. They're back. I guess so. I like that it's just a piece of wood covered in reflective tape. <laughs> no, it's some artist trying to get our attention. 
That reminds me of my car window when I used to duct tape it shut. Do you remember <laughs> that, man? That got some attention, too. Yes, it did. I remember that. But I really had to tape it shut or it would come down when I was driving. So, hey, it was cheaper than getting a new window. I remember when me and the mailman was driving back from somewhere and it started raining on us and, you know, just coming a deluge and got the windshield wipers on. This was the mailman that got attacked by a possum head man and almost killed by him. Smitty Is this knows a barefoot it. softball player? Yeah, no, that was Buck. And uh, this was this is the mailman. And Buck didn't pass the mailman exam, but <laughs> his windshield wipers flew off, right? So we actually got a stick, and he had an old sock in his truck, and we used a stick and the sock as our new windshield wiper. <laughs> and it worked. It got us back. Called redneck ingenuity. Hey, that was possum head man territory. You do what you gotta do. Not to be hanging out on the side of the road. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me on that. CJ, what's your next unexplained update? Oh, my next one kind of made me giggle a little bit. Um, the headline says, French physicists developed a bubble that didn't burst for more than a year. <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, these physicists had worked out this tiny little bubble made of glycerin, a high concentration of glycerin, and it didn't pop for 465 days, which is wild. You know, most soap bubbles that we have pop after mere seconds, but I just kept thinking, was this their goal? Like, was this the intention was to develop a bubble that didn't pop or was it just sort of like a side effect of something else that they were doing? And then who was responsible for watching the bubble? for 465 days and then what's the application <laughs> of something like that <laughs> seems like a long time i think i know one application as i literally spent an hour straight today trying to get my daughter's bubble making gun to work <laughs> didn't shoot a single bubble out That's even true. though the motor is working but man it would be how would it would it be dangerous? I don't know. Or would it be like gold if it's just shooting out thousands of bubbles that last for That just didn't days? pop. They just flew around. Yeah. I mean, it would be fun for sure. It would be fun to have bubbles like that. Every time Mounts and I have played sports, I've always burst his bubble because I put a beat <laughs> down on him. There's a not enough down. glycerol in the world <laughs> to keep that bubble afloat. We, we used to do our own uh, Olympic events yeah. after school in the uh, Mantachi gym, in the uh, workout facility, whatever it was, indoor the sports green facility. Room. So CJ, I mean, uh, Smitty's like shanking punts, and he's like, I swear I'm better <laughs> at football. And he's like shanking punts backwards, you know, and he's whatever. like, whatever. I, I swear I'm better room. at bench pressing. And he's like, oh, I pulled my pick. I can't, I can't bench this today. <laughs> whatever. It's so like... I was benching just, like 260 when you left. I'm just knocking him back one after another there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good story. So anyways, yeah, I hope that they do find an application for it, but I also slightly hope that it was just the side effect of something else that they were doing and secretly in their lab, they're like, let's just see how long this bubble lasts. So then they made a whole thing about it. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. On February 1st, 1989, millions of Kenyan tribes people mourned the death 
of Omieri, a 16-foot python believed oh. to have magical powers. Oh, wow. And might have been the basis for the American movie classic Anaconda. Anaconda. Yeah, 16-foot <laughs> python. That's pretty scary. That's big. It is yeah, pretty big. Pretty amazing. Is that your your fact? It's a it's a fact. I do have one more story, but it is a fact. Okay, I just wonder. <laughs> I was going to say uh, my last one is that the Loch Ness monster they think now is no monster, but it might be a big eel. An international group of students compiled the genetic profiles of the creature, and they think they have evidence that it is a fabled. A creature lurking in a lake is actually a giant eel and not a dinosaur. So this is going to sound very uneducated, but I'm going to say it anyways. Do eels live in fresh water? Some do, yeah. Yeah? You ever seen Dirty Jobs? There's a show where a guy is on a river and he, he builds this thing and he traps all these eels and he smokes them and sells them for like $25 a pound. Well, well, okay. there are now freshwater eels. I've filthy seen filthy riches, filthy riches. Yeah, I've oh, seen Jeremy okay. Wade of River Monsters go after freshwater eels, and have seen him go down there and just come up with them stuck all over him. Oof. You know? Oof. And I don't know if I think the Loch Ness monster is an eel, but he did recently go hunting for a giant a monster in Alaska. I actually was watching this with my son recently. And he pretty much solved the case, though, because he got an eyewitness description of this giant animal. She was up in a plane, and she was like a trained biologist. And so she gave a very good description, enough for him to draw a picture. And sure enough, there are sturgeon that grow. They can get 20 foot long and up to 2,000 pounds. And so you're talking... Yeah, literal, and they look like dinosaurs. Like wow. they are covered in scaly plates. Their eyes are sunk in their skull, like sunk in their head. They look like they're straight out of the Jurassic era. And they're literal monsters. So mm. I'm going with maybe Sturgeon or a Plesiosaur for the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Sorry, eels. All good theories. Not eels. I've got one more unexplained update for February mysterious knocks that is the actual knocker of someone's house in malaysia so headline malaysia it is but the door looks kind of old you know headline malaysia knockers on on our show but go ahead (laughs) (laughs) it it also reminds me of the knock door knocker from Christmas Carol that turns into Jacob Marley's head when he's trying to knock on it, you know? Oh, I can just, yeah. just see, can't you just see that transforming into mm-hmm. Jacob Marley with his slack jaw and a handkerchief tied around it to keep holding his jaw up? But anyway, headline Malaysia, mystery comes knocking. Malaika, apparently that's the town in Malaysia, cops are unable to find the source of late night noises that are troubling villagers. Malaika police have been unable to trace the source of a mysterious loud knocking on house doors at four villages in Klebang, Malacca, 
the police commissioner basically said his men were sent to the villages after being alerted to the unexplained occurrences but found nothing out of the ordinary. Hmm. The villages were calm, he said, and there was no knocking as claimed. Earlier, the reporters from the Star were shown an image of an alien-like figure after the reporter went to the villages to look into the mystery. Villagers told the reporter that the figure vanished when they tried to get close to it. One villager named Abdul Rustam Hamid, 52, claimed that 25 households had endured the chilling experience between midnight and 2 a.m. for the past few days. The knocking lasted several minutes. I know when it ended, they would open their door to check, but the compound was empty. He said a group of villagers converged early Sunday morning, January 30th, after the loud knocks emerged in the neighborhood to search for the source of knock. But they found nothing. The unexplained, unnatural phenomenon apparently has been going on there since late 2020. Hmm. I oh. have a theory. I do too. Let's hear yours, CJ. Okay. So last spring, I was awoken by this sound. And it was a knock on my window. And then a few moments oh. later, another knock on my window. And then it stopped, and then I heard the knocking from a downstairs window. What in the world is that? So I come downstairs, and there's a knock on the front window, and a knock, and a knock, and a stupid, stupid bird was throwing itself into my window incessantly. The front window, the side window, it would go between my window and my neighbor's window, back and forth, knock, 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 knock. It would start at 5 a.m. It would go all day long. I have PTSD from this bird. I had a newborn baby and I was getting woken up by a bird. Well, I can tell you, I bet Guns N' Roses is coming out with a new song. It's going to be called Knock, Knock, Knocking on Some Thailand People's Door. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Well, I don't know what you call Thailand. Is it's not Taiwanese, that's Taiwan. So I don't know what you would say for Thailandish. Maybe knock, knock, knocking on Thailandish people's door. Bang, 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 bang. bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I have a solution for you, CJ. Five minutes at Geico.com can save you from angry birds, too. (laughs) Have Have you seen the Angry Birds Geico commercial? No. Yeah, I have. Yeah, so these this couple's in their house, you know, it's like, we really love our home. It has so many great things we were looking for in a house. And then all of a sudden you hear this, wow. And you <laughs> see this big red bird smush, get flat against the window. But we have an angry bird problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they show up outside the, outside the house, the angry birds, you know, from the video game. Yeah. They're like, busting their pots and the guy runs out and covers his head and grabs one of his fire pots to save it, you know, so five minutes from Geico.com can save you from the angry birds. Oh my gosh. I need it. Okay. What's your theory on the, the knocking in this town in Thailand? So my theory on the knocking, and this actually happened to me a few years back. It was around Halloween. I had a mysterious knocking on the door. I, however... Don't go knocking (laughs) on Tim's door. (laughs) What a mistake. 
I, however, went bolting outside in my underwear after I grabbed an aluminum softball bat from behind the couch that I keep there just in case a spontaneous game of softball breaks out in the middle of the night. And I chased these kids. I found them. They were not aliens. They were actually kids. Knocking on my door, I chased them with my other hand. I used my cell phone to call the police. I did not let them escape. I continued my tracking like Jason Voorhees with a machete, except it was aluminum bat. I stayed on the phone with the other hand. You darn whippersnappers, I've got the police on the other line, and they're coming at you right now. We got them. We busted their tails, and that knocking was done. How dare they try to leave Halloween candy? <laughs> they were just trying to boo his kids. They left you know, bags of candy on the porch. Those five-year-olds, go get them. You go get them. You're a true American hero. Oh, gosh. That's, that's me. I'm picturing these yards I used to roll. And, and yeah, well. Yeah, I remember you telling me that G-I-T-M, story. G-I-T-M, a real American hero. And I thought, who are you? Really? Oh, rolling. Rolling yards? No, the story of the kids knocking on your door and you grabbing your baseball bat and calling the police. Smitty will tell you. You remember, uh, what's his name? We had a student one time and he came to school limping that one day. And he had went back home in the night and he forgot where his dad had set the booby traps. And mm. he literally like stepped in a bear trap. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a... <laughs> That's a wild story. Yeah. He, uh, his daddy cooked meth, so he set bear. I mean, he set the traps for yeah, the police. Well, so that's just like I said. You don't go knocking, okay? If the mm-hmm. if the house is quiet, you just don't go knocking. It ain't your house. It's a true story. I know. Unfortunately, I was rolling yards one night. And I threw a roll in my class ring flew off my hand oh that's true in the dark we had to look for it for like an hour in the dark yeah so we finally found it though well you can ask smitty in, in rural mississippi <laughs> if it's after dark that front door ain't supposed to be knocking i'm sorry it just ain't i mean they i had a bat. oh my gosh i mean that's they love don't get don't get like, lost I had in a, had a bat and a somebody bat stopped at my house when I lived in the preacher's house at like three o'clock in the morning looking for directions, I had a thirty dollar <laughs> six on the other side of the door. It was like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, trespassers will be shot. No. Oh, I think I'm all Sweetie, updated. On site. Survivors will be shot again. Yeah, we <laughs> shoot first, ask questions later. Oh man. CJ no. or Smitty, y'all got any more updates? I'll for put your back too. <laughs> no. I'm just up. I'm updating to the bed. Well, I hated to get political with Joe Rogan. I, I actually didn't get that political with it, I didn't think. But my thing is, just let, let people say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. Because I'm not saying if I agree well, or disagree with Joe Rogan. But I am saying, just like John Denver said, let people say what they want to say. Let people hear what they want to hear. Here's what chaps my right. hind in about the whole thing is is the neil young i'm such a big celebrity that if i say i'm going to pull my music off there then they're really supposed to do something about it you know hey there's 
five billion more artists out there. Yeah. Neil Young had some good songs, but you know, yeah, <laughs> just make demands. I can't of, imagine of that this one of the ed, biggest ed, well for Neil Young. Uh, platforms in the world, and then expect them to just bow to you every second of the day. You might want to cut that out. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was just angry at Neil Young for saying that. I mean, you know, wake up, dude. Your career is pretty much over anything. You know, what else so. it reminds me of, and Smitty and I have been listening to this podcast. I don't know if CJ's listening to any of it, but it's called Wind of Change. And so a lot of people know that song. It was a song by the Scorpions, one of the most mm. famous songs, highest selling songs in history. wasn't as popular in America as it was overseas. But... A lot. There's a theory, and this is what the podcast is about, that the CIA actually wrote Wind of Change to seed, you know, right. discontent and public um, change in Russia and other places overseas. And, you know, and here we are in 2022, and now we're saying, hey, we, we want to stifle music and and podcast and dissemination of of information, whether it's true, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's right. ugly, you know, but it still goes show you entities, governments, people they're afraid. They're afraid of people. It's powerful, right? Hearing to be able to freely hear information and make of it what they want. Like no, yeah. it means they are not <laughs> under your control. It means they are independent, uh -huh. free-thinking folks, and that's dangerous to a government. It's dangerous to people who want to be in control. It's dangerous to Neil Young, apparently. <laughs> and who's the other lady? Joni Mitchell, is that her? Did you know that he is uh, married to Daryl Hannah? Yeah. Do you think she still has the mermaid, too, somewhere? I don't know. Remember that movie? He's probably protesting Splash right now. <laughs> Splash. <laughs> It's just Neil Young. Let's double check this. It's just so ironic, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I am correct. He's been married to Daryl Hannah since 2018. A new, it's a new marriage. Wow. But in Neil Young's favor here, everybody's talking about him for the first time in a long time. So maybe he did something right for himself. Well, that's true. I guess he's rocking in the free world. Still say a Southern man don't need him around anyhow. Uh, Sorry, Neil. Did you know that Neil Young and Leonard Skinner were actually friends with each other? No. No, I didn't know that. You mean you don't mean Leonard Skinner? You mean uh, oh my goodness! Well, I can't I mean, even think the, of his name. Band right members of Leonard Skinner, yeah, yeah. But I think they actually threw that line in about Neil Young on some kind of joke or something. You know how they got their their name? Did you watch that documentary? Oh, uh, was it off of an electrical appliance? <laughs> or is that ACDC? No. <laughs> you remember that song, Hello Mother, yeah. Hello Father. Greetings Here from I Camp am at Marijuana. Camp Granada. Oh, sorry. Camp Granada. And he says, awesome. Leonard Skinner got food poisoning, I think, last night after dinner. Or something like that. And they like that name, <laughs> Leonard Skinner, so they used it as their band name. Uh, I think you mean the Van Zants. The Van Zants. Uh Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie. Yeah. Van Zant. I don't even know if I know very few of uh Neil 
Neil's songs, except for Rockin' in the Free World. That's about it. Yeah, that's about it for me, too. And speaking of that's about it. That's about it. I think that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) Smitty, you want to tell us? I actually have an outro for us tonight. An outro. Okay. Be happy. Be strange. And listen to all things unexplained. Thank you for listening. Tune in with us next time. Have a good night. Good night. You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. To help keep us going, please be sure to visit patreon.com backslash allthingsunexplained. Our Patreon patrons get early access to podcasts as well as exclusive audio and video clips. Or you can find us on Venmo under the business accounts. Just look for at Bigfoot UFO. Additionally, you can support us at buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained. If you can't get enough of us, go ahead and check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he wears a lot of hats. Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.